Did you know that every one out of five people of adults in the U.S. experience a mental health issue each year? Did you also know that one out of 20 adults in the U.S. experience a serious mental health issue each year? One out of six youth between the ages of six and 17 experience a mental health issue. What's even more alarming is 50% of all lifetime mental health issues start at the age of 14. And by the age of 24, they increase to 75%. And the kicker is that suicide is the second leading cause of death among teenagers between the ages of 10 and 14. Why is this alarming? Because... This podcast episode was brought to you and sponsored by Geek Squad Productions. Your one-stop shop for all your audio needs. Tap in. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Kilanda, and welcome to another lovely episode of the Keys of Life podcast, baby. Yes, I've missed you so, so, so much. I know. I fell off the wagon a little bit, but I'm back, okay? You get to see my beautiful face all over your TV screen, your mobile phone, wherever you're watching this at. You get to see me, okay? I love y'all, and I thank you for watching and tapping in with the Keys of Life. You already know, if you've been watching me and you've been tapping in from the beginning, I fucks with you. And if you're new to this channel, welcome, okay? Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share when you get a chance if you make it through the rest of this video or podcast. I highly appreciate it because today's topic is a serious one. Now, most of us know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's no secret millions of Americans and people across the world experience mental health issues. Matter of fact, about 284 million people, which is 3.8% of people across the globe experience mental health issues. And that's just depression. So we're going to we're going to dive deep into is anything wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Okay, we're talking about mental health, okay? I'll be candid and I'll, I'll talk about my experience with mental health. Mental health is something that for many years, it's been overlooked. For many years, people have become outcasted because of their mental illness. And mental illness doesn't mean that you have to be just schizophrenic or you have to see and hear voices and, you know, lash out and, and just depression. Mental health can present itself in many forms. And a shocking statistic is that all mental health issues at 50% start at the age of 10. By the age, excuse me, start by the age of 14. By the age of 24, that number increases to 75%. So a 25% increase. By the age of 24, people experience mental health issues. One out of six children by the age of 10 to, uh, excuse me, six to 17 experience a mental health issue. And I can attest to that. I can attest to me experiencing things young at an early age that have contributed to my mental health, like depression, like anxiety, abandonment issues, attachment issues, anger, resentment, loneliness. 
I, I've had many thoughts of suicide. I remember growing up when I was in middle school. Now, I wasn't picked on or really bullied, but I remember wanting to be a part of the cool people crowd. Everybody, that was everybody's dream. Like you wanted to be the it kid in your school. You know, you wanted, if you were a girl, you wanted all the boys to like you. If you were a boy, you wanted all the girls to like you. You wanted to be the captain of the football team or the cheerleading squad, whatever, right? I wasn't that, all right? My ass, my black ass was in band class playing the saxophone. Like I was Lisa Simpson or some shit. But because as a child, I felt deprived of friendship, true friendship, belonging, acceptance. I did things that were contradictory to my health, preferably mental health. And at 10, 11 years old, what the fuck do I know about mental health? That's not being taught. This was back in like 2000 or 1999. You feel what I'm saying? Like that wasn't a discussion that was being had with us in school or at home. If I was having an issue with the kid at school, you know what the information, the encouragement, the uh, advice I got from my mama, if they hit you, fuck them up, hit them back. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody punk you. Stand up for yourself, yada, yada, yada. Which is not bad advice, okay? But when you're a child, you don't know your power. You don't know your influence. You don't know what type of impression you leave on people. All you know is you're not the coolest kid in school. You're being talked about. I definitely was talked about, okay? I felt like every everybody was talked about, even if you were in the popular crowd, you were always talked about. But I had a hard time with that. And I remember in middle school, I had a best friend named Janae, and she's still my best friend till this day. Shout out, Janae. We just gonna call you Janae, okay? Cause I don't know what you go by for your last name. Janae Mickey D, okay, we gonna go with that. She was my number one best friend in middle school. And last little bit of elementary school to middle school. And we're still best friends till this day, over a 20 year friendship. And when the kids used to make fun of me, or I would feel bad. She was always there in my corner, always there to cheer me up, always there to love me, always there to be my friend. And it wasn't on no fake shit. Like if somebody wasn't fucking with me, she wasn't fucking with them. You know, I, there were moments where it was like, oh, we're inviting Janae, but not you. She'd be like, man, fuck those people. If you can't go, I'm not going. Solid, right? And this is when we lived overseas. So Marine brat, military brat lived in Japan. And whenever your parents act of duty or tour of duty was up, you moved back to the States. And I remember back in 2001, my friend had moved back to the States. And mind you, this was my hero. This was somebody that had my back. But when she left, I felt hopeless. I felt naked. I felt vulnerable. I didn't have my protector with me. I could tell my mom and, and, and things like that, but it was just a different type of understanding because my mom, she's the type of person, if somebody fucks with me, she don't like them off top. Like, it's just like, like death stare, fuck them. I don't give a damn. I'm not like that. I can be like that, but I'm not like that, okay? I give people the benefit of the doubt. But I held on to so much hurt, anger, depression, to where I remember every day I tried to do something to get attention for people to feel sorry for me. Like, I remember I had these white gloves and I don't know why the fuck I did this. I had these white gloves that I put on my hands and I would tell people at school that I burned my hands. Cause they'd be like, why are you wearing white gloves? Oh, I burned my hands. They'd be like, oh my God, can I see it? Like, no, don't touch, cold air, makes it, makes it burn, don't touch me. 
I would do shit like that. I would try to hang myself. I would try to act out in class and be the class clown. I remember I was writing on school walls. I was banging on teachers' doors, playing ding-dong ditch or doorbell, whatever, door ditching. And I was acting out. I was acting out. I was running amok. And that wasn't in my character. You feel what I'm saying? Like I was normally quiet. I was sweet, playful. But in middle school, many of you know, middle school can be brutal. Just like elementary school, but elementary school where it's like that somewhat of a halfway mark, where them little shits are just like mean, mean, mean. Saying they start growing into themselves, puberty starts hitting and they start cussing. And some kids are, are doing things that they shouldn't be doing like sex and drugs and alcohol. And you know, that plays a big influence too. And back then it wasn't cool to, to not do one of those things. You know, you either had to be fucking, you either had to be smoking or drinking, or you had to just not give a fuck about school life, just have a real tough exterior. And I, that wasn't me, you know what I'm saying? Like my family went to church. My mom was a minister. My stepdad was well-decorated Marine, was a Lance Corporal or Master Sergeant and one of the high ranking levels and you know we all look good on paper so trying to pull that off was an unnatural act for me but because i was hurting internally i wanted to feel seen in some way i wanted to feel heard i wanted to feel like i mattered like someone cared about me in my age group okay i also remember and this is why you have to be careful what you say and what you ask for the words that you speak out of your mouth each word is a spell. So be careful of what you say. And I remember saying, man, I just wish something bad would happen to me. I wish something, I wish I would die. I wish, I wish something bad would happen to me so that people would care. Now hold on to that, to that, to that. Before then, remember, I had many suicide attempts. And this was at the age of 12, 12 to 13. And I remember... I wanted to cut myself and I wanted to hang myself and just all these methodical thoughts were going through my mind until one day this uh this this girl that went to my brother's middle school my brother and I we went to separate middle schools and this girl at his middle school actually took her own life she took her life and her brother found her in their bathroom tub just dead by suicide and I remember that shook my whole world. That shook the fuck out of me, okay? It still shakes the fuck out of me till this day. And, you know, growing up at that time when I'm in church, they're like, suicide, if you kill yourself, you're going straight to hell. So I was like, oh my God, like, Lord have mercy on her soul. Like, I'm, oh my gosh, I'll never do that. That's so scary. It was like a real life moment for me. It was very traumatic for me. I didn't know her from a can of paint. I didn't know her brother, but she was picked on. She was bullied heavily in school this is the story that my brother was telling me like she was she was fucked with in school people fucked with her like bullying her to the point where she took her own life and back to what i was saying about wishing that something bad would happen to me and one faithful day when i was in band class at school i remember we were watching the sound of music and all of a sudden i feel like this wave or this rush come over me and I blacked out. And what happened was I was having a seizure and 
all I could hear around me was, she's not faking, she's not faking. Someone call 911. This, my eyes are shut, but I'm hearing this. And went to the hospital. Thank God it was right across the street from the school. And when my mom got there, they were like, your daughter had a seizure. Now, mind you, I had never had a seizure in my entire life. I was never seizure prone, none of that. And so after they kept me for a few hours, they released me back home. And hours later, had another one. And that was the last time I saw the island of, of Okinawa, Japan. And I went through six and a half months of seizures, hallucinations. I went through a lot of shit to the point where I had to relearn everything from scratch as if I was an infant at 13 years old. This happened in 2002. Matter of fact, this month, the month of May, but it was like I lost a part of my life. But I'm saying this because I wished something bad would happen to me. And all because I was depressed, lonely, had anxiety, felt neglected by society. When you experience those things at such a young age, again, you're not taught how to cope with that shit. You're not taught how to vent, express yourself. Let's be real, growing up, if we were getting the ass whooping, what's the number one thing our parents would say? Fix your face before I give you something to cry about. And you're taught not to cry. You're taught to repeatedly take physical abuse and not so much abuse, but physical whippings to be punished for something that either you probably deserved, it was probably on some fuck shit, or that you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like people used to get whippings for shit that their siblings did, or if they're fighting, you know? If one get it, the other one getting it too. So as children, we're trained to take some type of mistreatment, physically, emotionally, mentally. So when we go off into friendships or relationships or work relationships, whatever the case may be, we're conditioned to accept that shit. But what comes with that, ding, 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 what is the grand prize of that? Mental illness, anger. There are people who are diagnosed with mental illnesses and they go off and they start killing people. All right, they, they do that shit for fun sometimes. Mental health, mental illness is real. It's so real. But the beautiful part about it is if you can't heal it, some of it you can, but let's just say if you can't heal it 100%, there are ways to cope and heal, alleviate that burden that you carry mentally. Depression, right? Let's just say you're depressed about your finances, all right? What's one way that you can become happier about your situation? Sometimes it just takes discipline and action, but there are things and practices that you can do to alleviate the things that you're going through. Anxiety, you feel yourself getting riled up about some shit that you can't control. Remind yourself, bruh, I can't control this. I can't. Why am I giving this much power to something that barely has a leg to stand on itself? I was telling my friend the other day, when people don't like you, it's not you that they don't like. It's something within themselves. Like if you're a happy-go-lucky person, or someone who's just a naturally good person and you don't like them, there's nothing wrong with them. They may, they have their hangups too, but that don't have shit to do with you. Jack shit. You find something in yourself that you don't like, whether it be your weight, whether it be the way you talk, whether it be the way you write, the way you eat, the way you treat people, whatever. 
make sure you work on that shit okay point blank period no one can tell you shit about you working on yourself about you educating yourself about yourself and healing yourself from yourself no one can tell you shit about that and to those of you who are doing that motherfucking kudos to you because that is some hard ass shit hard okay i started my spiritual awakening journey back in 2019 and before then i didn't know what that shit was i thought it was some hocus pocus voodoo whatever but i realized as you continue to grow spiritually you start to unlock certain triggers and certain traumas that have happened to you and you start understanding why you act the way you do you you speak the way you do you react the way you do you think the way you think you eat the way you eat you sleep the way you sleep if you sleep at all the places that you work the the partners that you entertain the friends that you entertain the family members that you entertain there's something within you that is calling upon that so your job is to make sure that whatever you're trying to graduate onto, know what that comes with you can't take all that baggage and that shit with you even if you did you better pack light we're not all we're not going to be rid or free from all of our vices and everything. You're gonna still feel depressed. You're still gonna have some bit of anxiety. But the beautiful part about that is you can manage that shit. And one last thing I wanna leave with you guys is check, and this sounds cliche, but it's true. Check on your friends that are strong and always smiling and always happy, for real. Don't always assume somebody's status somebody's position somebody's situation social media has fucked us up to where we live in a fantasy world and if we don't fit the mold of this fantasy world we're failing that is a crock of shit because there are millions of people online on social media who look like they're living this glorious life but they're dead inside and i'm not here to talk bad about people like that because they need help too based on unpopular opinion we need to be praying for kanye we need to really be praying for kanye we really need to be giving this man resources and maybe there are people out there who are but when you have a few hundred thousand people if that giving a fuck and then you have like 20 30 million people saying fuck you you crazy son of a bitch that's gonna weigh on you so let's really continue to show love grace peace and if you don't have the capacity to do that that's okay but just make sure you don't spill onto other people you never know what somebody's going through you never know what somebody's going through people are here today and gone tomorrow every day every day somebody's passing away from suicide don't let that be you. Don't let that be your friend. Don't let that be your loved one. Don't let that be your partner. Take time to really look them dead in the eye and be like, so what's really going on? You happy all the time? If someone who portrays themselves to be happy all the time, that's when you need to step in and be like, so what's up? What's really going on? And again, only if you have the capacity to. Don't feel obligated to. And if you can't, direct them to someone or direct someone to them that may help. That's all I'm saying. And... Last but not least, stop judging a book by its motherfucking cover. There are people out there that have had lots and lots and lots and lots of years of trauma. And they're learning how to undo that. Be patient with them. Establish your boundaries. If they don't respect your boundaries, then you can exit and wish them well and love. Don't bash them. Because again, they're doing what they're taught. They're doing what they've learned. And they're doing what they're doing out of hurt and protection. People who are hurt, hurt other people out of 
protection. But they're doing it against people that have nothing, again, nothing to do with the trauma that you're experiencing. So always make sure that any relationship, any friendship, any type of connection that you agree upon and enter, leave the baggage at the front door. Leave that shit, Just leave it. Leave it, leave it, leave it. You can pick it up later when, when you depart from them, but check that, check that shit at baggage claim, please. Please let that luggage get lost because it doesn't belong with you. You're a great, great, great creation. God created you. Do you realize that you being alive is like a one out of a billion chance of happening? You made it through the canal, okay? You fucking made it here. Think about everybody else who didn't make it. You're special, you're unique, all right? That's my time, y'all. I love y'all so much. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and share this channel, this page, this podcast, if you really enjoyed today's topic. It's very important, man. And I highly, highly advise you guys to spread this message because it's time to save lives, man. Don't let that social media shit fool you. It's really time to change lives. Our world is dying. We can really be the ones to save this shit, truly. But you gotta have the right intentions. I love y'all. That's my time. And always remember, say it with me. Stay blessed, stay black, and stay loved. Bye!